now, say now. You're tuned into the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here at the Momentum Studios. Myself, Spencer Shea. Yerp. And we got a special guest in the music in the in the building. I'm so used to calling you Motaz Music, and that's what I was about to introduce <laughs> know, right? you as. Like my last my guy Motaz is in the building, friend of the show. Well, this is his first time on the show, but so he'll become it. a friend today on the show. But uh, Motaz, what's popping, man? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. I'm glad been, to have you. I'm excited to talk Grammy talk. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, I usually talk about this stuff alone by myself. So <laughs> uh, just to the walls, get, yeah, to your four walls. Well, you're among you. friends today, bro. Yeah. You can have a friend to talk to. A couple yeah. of them. Yeah. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, as you know, we'll talk Grammys. We'll talk a, a big weekend on the horizon here as we open up with wind shares per usual. Uh, the announcements or the wind shares, I should say. We got Remix Weekend, home opening weekend happening starting tonight. It will be the Remix against the South Bay Lakers, 5 p.m. tip-off at the Child Center, University of Portland. It will be a historic day, a historic event, a historic weekend, the home opening weekend for Portland's newest franchise. And, of course, I will be doing color so you can hear me on the broadcast if you don't decide to just pull up, which is highly encouraged as well. Um, come support the new NBA G League team that we have here in Rip City. And, uh, again, thank you to everybody that's been showing love since the announcement and the press release of me landing the color analyst broadcast position. I'm super honored. I'm excited. And it'll be a good time this weekend. If you can't pull up and you are here locally in Portland, you can tune in on Fox 12 Oregon. And if you are not in Oregon, because I know many of my people back home have already been reaching out, the games will be broadcasted on NBAGleague.com. So you can go straight to the G League website and go to the Remix vs. Laker game and tune into the broadcast there. Again, Friday, we start off 5 p.m. tip-off versus the South Bay Lakers. Saturday, we got a 3 p.m. tip-off against the Ontario Clippers. And then Monday, we have a 6 p.m. tip-off again against the Ontario Clippers. Also, still got a DJ gig or, yeah, I think I got a DJ gig this weekend. Friday night, Lulu Friday, pull up, 10 p.m. We getting it rocking per usual. Um, and then Spencer. Yeah, we'll let you announce your win shares and Motaz. Get your announcements yeah. ready for the weekend as well you. and tell right. folks where well, to pull up. But yeah. Spencer, you got some stuff going on yeah, and I we kind of got some stuff going on together yeah, as it. well when I'm available, of course. Well, uh, we got the Ken Schumann Classic this weekend, as you well know. Uh, you played in it. So, I did. I yeah, did. you have. And I'm going to be <laughs> on the call for that uh, Friday night. Tonight, excuse me, six and eight is the two games that I'll be on. So you can tune in to goboxers.com. And then Saturday. Hey, you're doing play-by-play. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me, it hasn't <laughs> left my mind since I took the took the gig. So, yeah, I'll be doing play-by-play for the whole game the first time. If you have been tuning in, which I'm sure I'm sure you have. I'm sure everyone out there has been listening to all the D3 action that we got going on. For sure. And Stoller. Uh, but I've been slipping in a little bit here and there, so I'm just going to get myself ready, get them reps up, you know, and uh, call those games. And then Saturday is the second day of the uh, tournament. Uh, and I, as long as, you know, barring, uh, yeah, you know, whatever, <laughs> I plan to be there. <laughs> he'll be there. Devon Pouncey on the call doing play by play where, what, what is right and natural in the world. And then I'll just be sitting there cracking jokes next to him on, uh, on, uh, Saturday. So pull up or, you know, at Stoller and Forest Grove or goboxers.com. Check me out on the call. You nervous? Yeah, you know, I, a little bit, but I'm just going to go slow. 
That's all. I'm like, you know what, man, Spencer, just just watch the game and just comment on what is relevant in the game. You know what I'm saying? You you gave me the best advice. You were like, man, you just got to you can't get ahead of the game. Yeah, you go know? at your own pace, and so and, and go yeah. at your own pace, and so that's what I'm going to do, which is tough for me because you know I'm real, I, I I can talk a lot. Yeah, if, <laughs> I, I'm very good <laughs> at talking excessively, so I'm going to try to go ahead and limit that. Uh, well, it's weekend. a little different because you got to play both roles. I mean, I, I've done it obviously plenty of times where, right. like, you're on the broadcast solo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not particularly my preference to fly so long on the broadcast, but you got to play both roles of being a, a play-by-play guy, but also giving some, like, analyst commentary sure. as well. And so uh, that will give you enough to talk about itself. But in terms of, like, doing the actual play-by-play side of things, yeah, don't get ahead of the game. Right. Uh, or the game will <laughs> it'll, get it'll, on top of you. Yeah, for sure. No for sure. Don't get ahead of the game. Let the game well, I'm play a, I'm out. Gonna sound, I'm going to sound phenomenal. So just come No, I believe out. in you, man. You sound phenomenal right now. I man. believe in you, man. I, you know, I wish I was going to be able to pull up on the game because I was like, oh, yeah, man, opening night, historic night. I'm about lit. to be there. I'm like, oh, wait, no, I'm not. No. I got work. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Motaz, what you got up this weekend? Well, I want to say congrats to you again. Thank you. Officially Thank on you. the mic for the remix gig. For sure. I'm proud Appreciate of you. that. I'm proud of you. You deserve it. And both Thank of you, you for that awesome. fire-ass graphic you uh, oh, yeah, yeah, put always. together for me as well. Always. Yeah, the you streets loved it. The yeah, streets yeah, loved you it. You know I'm big on you know making sure you look right online with your content and your graphics. So. For sure. I Man, appreciate I your, that. I need your help, bro. <laughs> I'm always right. here for you. No, I look wrong. Bro. I'm always here. I got to have my people looking right, you know? You're going to do great, by the way. Thanks, man. You sound amazing right now. Appreciate it. As far as DJ gigs this weekend, kind of like a, a chill weekend for me. I'm at uh, Star Pizza. It's my usual gig every Friday, 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. That's over uh, Northwest, uh, next door to Two Rungs and all that. And then um, more importantly, I'm getting back to singing again in uh, my artist side. been focusing on my DJ side all year, but going back to that. So December 7th and December 9th, I'll be performing some intimate shows, acoustic Guitar, piano, just try to you know show all my uh, my instruments and my range. So uh, December seventh is at Fools and Horses. Nice. And December 9th is going to be at Mermosa, and just uh, you're going to be hearing and seeing a lot of me with DJing and I'm singing have coming to pull up. Up on that, dude. Because I got to check that out. Please, you know what I'm please saying? do. I got to check that out. And I haven't forgot how you and I need to record yeah, some we things do. and hey, jam a little bit. That, so yeah, I'm not yeah, forgot that's about for sure. that. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I haven't forgot either, especially <laughs> after what we're about to get into next. You still got more, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got more. You got more this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, man, see? I don't have my schedule in front of me. Uh, I'm a, and, of course, uh, Sunday brunch at Mormosa. That's where I'm at usually every Sunday. Mormosa brunches, uh, you know, one of the hottest brunch spots in town. We got facts, R&B, hip hop, and, you know, of course, great food, drinks, got TV for football, you know, a little bit of everything for everybody. And I'll be rocking there from 11 to 3 p.m., and if the party's still going, you know, I go a little longer. So, because who am I to kill a party? Big so, vibes, big vibes, yeah, big yeah. vibes. Now, the reason that I have a bone to pick with the both of you Uh-oh. as we segue straight into the comment, uh, the content. Like I did something. <laughs> no, it's more so about what y'all didn't do. Oh, okay. The both of you. Because we, we invited Motaz here. And, and for those of you that have been listening to this podcast for a while, every year that the Grammy nominations come out, we say, hey, Let's make our predictions, and then in February or late January or whenever it is that the, that the broadcast airs, we will come back to these predictions from months prior to see how far off or on we were with our predictions when the nominations were released. Well, last week, the nominations got released. Now, where I got a bone to pick with y'all mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. we're starting with the best R&B album. 
Okay. That's the that's the uh, category that I want to start with. Let's do it. And let me pull it up What's, here. I'm, I'm interested to see what this beef is because I've been... Uh, the beef is. You'll find out. Mm, okay. As I read the best R&B albums. On the edge of my seat. Are Babyface, Girls Night Out. What I Didn't Tell You, Coco Jones, Deluxe. Mm -hmm. Special Occasion, Emily King. Jaguar 2, Victoria Monet. And Clear 2, Soft Life EP by Summer Walker. Now, the bone that I have to pick with you two vocalists, mm -hmm. this is essentially an all-female list. Mm -hmm. Men, what are we doing in R&B? Yeah. Not, not playing as well as the ladies. <laughs> what, are we, yeah. what are we doing? Now, now, hold our, now. now, now yes, Babyface is on this list, but, but that it's called A Girl's Night, Night Out, and he has all feature, women yeah. features yep. on that album. Stellar album. I don't see it. It's an all-girl <laughs> list. Yeah. Shout out to the ladies. I love y'all. <laughs> hey. But... For y'all, my yeah. two vocalists here. Yeah, real shit, though. What is going on with us to where we can't even get a Grammy nomination these days in this category? I don't like it. Well, I'll tell you like this, bro. First, thing, I love it for them. Love I'll it for you, them. Look, man, it, 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 the only the only R and B sort of like emotional music coming from dudes right now is uh, oh Rod Wave, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so so there's that to consider. I don't know why. Maybe maybe guys are just are just done singing love songs to girls for the time being. I don't know, but I think the real thing is is that you know the we and we talk we've talked about this and, and, and cataloged this on this podcast where the female presence in rap has greatly increased yeah. to the point that. It's like, oh, well, maybe females are sort of like infiltrating at the at the top of the game in rap. Mm -hmm. But it's like, let's let us not forget that females have been running R and B since before Whitney Houston was out here as the greatest That's and fun. latest and greatest of all time. I'm, so, again, I'm here for the I, women. I I'm not here. Uh, first, I am here to cheer up the women. Shout out to y'all. Y'all y'all been running shit. Y'all still great running albums, shit. By the way, I'm calling us out. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Hey. Say, hey. What are we doing? And I and I need some. I don't have the answers because I don't sing. But I got two singers here with me. Yes. So can we can we find the answers on what it is that we're doing wrong to where we can't get a Grammy nomination? Shout out to the ladies yet again. This is no knock to the ladies. This really ain't even Phenomenal about what the ladies, ladies ain't. This is ain't about what the ladies are doing. It's about what we ain't. Yeah. yeah. Can I be honest here? Go for it. That's why I asked. I got a bone to pick. I don't like it. I think not only the quality of the songs and the song structures and the production for the ladies have been phenomenal, like you said, for a while now. Like yeah. since, since probably Summer Shout Walker. Shout out to the up. ladies yeah, yet since again. Since Summer Walker <laughs> came up, the ladies have been killing. I, I listen to more female R&B than I do male R&B, like straight up. It's Easily. not even for sure. Not yeah. even not even close. And and the caliber of vocals in females are is way stronger because the guys are low key just singing, you know, really low and almost rapping while they're singing. Mm -hmm. And don't get it wrong, there's a lot of there's a lot of male artists out there doing their thing. Aaron Ray, I think he deserved one for his last album. It was phenomenal mm -hmm. for last year, and he just dropped one this year that I think is phenomenal as well. He hasn't gotten much credit lately, but I, I hope he gets his shine. And uh, you know, last year I think. Uh, P.J. Morton won it last year, for if I if I recall. Let me check. It. I liked. Uh, was it P.J. Morton oh, no, or it was it, Robert Glasper? No, it was. Uh, so that's progressive. Uh, yeah, Robert Glasper. Robert won it. Glasper. Robert, Robert which Glasper. that was a great that's project. A great project. Great out. And and 
a project that we, we predicted, predicted right here that yep. that was going to win, yep. that nobody else, even Chris Brown, who came out and yep. was critical when Glasper won and, and kind of shat on him. But we we caught that one on this on this right. podcast for sure. And I think that that's an important thing to remember with the nominations this year. And I think moving forward is that the Grammys have gotten a lot more um, music knowledge. Let me not say knowledge because I don't want to sound like I'm knocking any artists. Uh, music composition heavy. They're really oh. going for like true, true musicianship in their in their winning in the, in the winnings. That's why uh, John Baptiste won it last year. Robert Glasper won an R and B. So I think this year is interesting with the R and B because that kind of applies to all the you know all the all the nominations. Uh, if you've heard Jaguar, if you've heard yeah. Emily King, if you heard Coco Jones, like those are very very like the song structures, the instrumentation. The, the bands that they have playing these songs are really, really, really great. It's not just them looping a beat for 16 bars and then adding a little different thing in the chorus and then looping it back. The song structures are actual songs. The way the way you you know we grew up loving music. The songs right. aren't like one minute, two minutes. Like yeah. there's bridges, there's hooks, there's there's everything. So I think honestly. The man so just, what do we got to do better? Well, <laughs> I personally, you know, you know, I've been I've been putting out music since you know 2009. Yeah, and I, my last album, it's called Burnside. It's on streaming services. I put it out right before the pandemic, so you know I didn't get to tour as much as I wanted to with it. But I've been like silently taking notes for the last two years and just been in my cave, kind of just observing. And I know for a fact that when when I'm ready to record and write, which is what I'm about to do, is I really, really, really want to hone in and focus on the song structure. Mm. Focus on, is this going to translate live? Is this going to be, if I, you know, I have a rule. If you can't do it in the studio, then don't do it live or vice versa. You know, if you can't yeah, do it live, yeah. don't do it in the studio, you know? Right. And um, it's just, you know, get, getting creative with the music making and just not trying to mimic any sounds, not trying to just be lazy with the songwriting. I think lyrics in, in, in a lot of uh, men's music has gotten a little bit lazier too. A lot of it is everybody. Do you, do you think that has to do with the social yes. climate? Yes, I one million percent. Think well, it has I to mean, do with it. yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you like this, like, and and this has always been. And we're still going to make our predictions, by the way. But this yeah, is important because that was I, this absolutely. was glaring to me that well, not a man outside of babyface nah, with all good, women and, features, and that's a good eye on that one too. But I'll tell you like this, like, and I've done this my entire like music writing life, but I would say. 60 to 70% of the time, if I sit down or I have a melody in my head or I have a, a, a chord progression that I'm like, oh, this sounds nice. I 60 to 70% of the time, my mind goes, I hear a female voice on this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just so much easier to write from, I don't know why, but for me at least, it's like, it just always sort of feels like that's the perspective that I'm, that I'm like coming from. I also used to say this years ago, I was like, man, you know, there was a moment in time and I was probably just, I, I didn't know what I was talking about, but I felt like, ah, uh, like I don't really hear the same sort of like, um, like, uh, exposing yourself, like on an emotional level from female music. There was a time when I was like, I feel like a lot of the female perspective is sort of being washed out. And then they, and then yep. that, that has changed yep. to where it's like, okay, now there's more room for a woman's perspective to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, straight up valued and like yeah. looked at in the same you know, uh, breath as like the the top male performers of the day, regardless of of genre. So that's something that I've thought of about. And, and I mean, I just know that like, I mean, and even still, like when you're a producer and you're like, damn, I have like so many beats or so many like little ideas, mm -hmm. and then somebody like 
a Victoria Monet or a SZA or like, I mean, a Beyonce or whatever is like, okay, let me look through what you got on your hard drive. And these people are, they're so, so good. And they can just crush it, crush writing and just, I have I'll runs for days. I can stack the vocals as quickly as anybody. And the, you know what I'm saying? With an, with an incredible, powerful range, it's just easier to be like, well, shit, she can write a whole album to like 40 songs I have on my hard drive just without even really mm-hmm. thinking about it. And I, and I also believe that, you know, I like all things. It's going to, it's going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that this is a good, like I said, a good catch on your part because it's like, it's going to have to go back in the other direction. And you have to also remember, bro, uh, this is another point. All of the greatest R and B male R and B vocalists of our generation of the times that we, these guys are all getting a little long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, even right down to like, you know, a, like a D'Angelo, that guy released one album in the past 15 years. And mm-hmm. so it's like, these guys are sort of just not, not there and participating. And so all of those are, are possible explanations that don't really absolve me w- of, <laughs> of my crimes against music. <laughs> and, and I want to I touch on the you, you talked about sensitivity. I want to talk about the sensitivity subject as far as songwriting for men. Yeah, for sure. I feel like... Uh, I'm going to fire off some male artists later that everybody needs to check out and people that have been under the radar. And I, 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 you know, we all know what the Grammys is. You know, it's a bunch of old white it's folks. It's a popularity contest. Old white folks. It, not, it not no more. Yeah. Not no more. I think they've, I think but, you but spoke to it earlier with the musical composition yeah. element. Like, I do think the Grammys have learned after being shit on by the biggest artist in the world. Yeah. Okay, we need to, like, yeah. catch up with the times. I do think they've done a lot better. Like, I'm not mad at the list itself. I'm mad at I us know. for not making the list yeah, because what aren't we doing to be able to make a pretty good list here? Yeah, and they're out there. So, like, with the sensitivity thing, you know, men, when we write songs, especially in, in R&B right now, they want the lyrical content to be something, like, your boys can listen to, like, the, the girls can dance to. Like, so a lot of, like, the slower kind of R&B is almost like... It's what we want to make, but we know that's not what's going to sell because we want spins. We want plays. We want something that's going to be catchy, something they can dance to. Right. And usually a lot of R&B right now has like that trap beat to it, the 808s to it, yeah. rather than live drums. You go, you you know, like I said, again, you, Victoria Monet, I'm not, I'm, this is a Victoria Monet fan podcast, by the way, me and Pounds. Absolutely. Uh, and I, that's my all. pick for yeah. this, for we, this we, category, <laughs> too, by I, the way. We are riding with, with her until the wheels fall off, but um, I think lyrically too like men just always you know lately just want to talk about sex and quote-unquote toxic stuff and the lyrical content Brent if you will exactly <laughs> like it's just, like, just i'm tired man. Like, to I, me I, that's I, about the hottest male r&b artist in the game yeah, right now and his and yeah, yeah I, and, I, and his you know, album is really good by the way if you I, haven't heard his most recent project that he just dropped a couple weeks back it's sure. really good <laughs> it's really good and then just to fire off names off my, my my personal playlist of male artists killing it that haven't been nominated and these are you know these are people who have put out projects in the last few years you got division who's put out back-to-back amazing like projects yeah sing uh, you know, Daniel sings his ass off. You got Levin Cat. Daniel's canceled. Yep. Levin, uh, Lev, Lev, that's one of the most talented. He's got to be. Yeah. Lev, Lev's going crazy. He's going to do it for us. Uh, yeah. Lucky Day got nominated last year, but he didn't win. But he's yeah. been putting out consistent projects, too. With, yeah. Lucky with, Day's with this great. With, and, and Lucky's probably, Lucky's up there with Brent as far as the hottest yep, yep, male R&B sure. artist today. Yeah, and like I said, and I'm, I'm doubling down on Aaron Ray. He's He's... I don't think he's I'm missed. Gonna, I'm gonna have to check this guy. I, I like the uh, the get down is my shit. De- I like the get down for Destin sure. Destin Conrad is the, yeah fire. That kid is fire. that kid's amazing. I spent some Destin and he, on Blue Friday And he's Friday and he's nights. very progressive because he's he's outwardly you know he's outwardly gay. His 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 uh, album art 
shows that and his lyrical content shows that he doesn't hide it anymore he, and, and it still makes really really dope music that everyone can relate to and his album's very diverse he has some reggae songs on there he's got some r&b songs on there he's got an acoustic song i'm loving this new trend too of r&b artists having at least one or two acoustic tracks i know scissor got one on her album um i just listened to uh the bj chicago kid album he he a killer. Those nominees he's are those nominees are lucky killer. that that he dropped after the date. So next yeah, year he's gonna. He, I I'm calling it next year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's I'm, gonna I'm get, here for that. I'm he's here for get, that. He's gonna get his next year. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, they just they just gotta look for they just gotta look for it. They just gotta know where to look. Grammys hit me up. I got all the you know I got all the right playlists. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. I there, on. there we go. So y'all both are picking Jaguar two for best R and B album. You know, I'm not. that's my. I, I'm I. Pick. That's what I. Um, I think I think this year for females, Coco Jones, it's going to be the Coco Jones Victoria Monet show, because what they have been doing has been incredible. Yes, and it's rare Grammys give back to back shine for people. So last year I think was SZA, she cleaned up pretty well. Um, yeah, she got nine nominations this year. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's that's bonkers. why. That's why it's like, un, you know, was it I, was it last year? I, she I actually up do before? think I actually do think Girls Night Out. Is the winner such a good album? I actually do think, and, and obviously we're a little bit farther removed from it because, as you mentioned, this that album was dropped in 2022 yeah, yeah, yeah. after the the nominations deadline, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but Babyface smoked that, really and all did. of the women features he had smoked that, and I do think that that would be paying homage to what it seems like is a trend here of. It's going to be tough between Victoria, Monet, Summer Walker, Coco Jones, I think, are, are the main three there. Yeah. Um, yep. But to be able to have all of those women that are featured, the LMAs, Amares, the, that are all on that uh, uh, yeah, Babyface Girls Night Out project, yeah. to me, that's, the, that's what I got as the album of the year that I'm picking to win. I wouldn't be mad in at in this that. category. I mean, they can't be mad at any of, the, any of yeah. these numbers. I'm, I'm going to tell you yeah, the reason good. why. It's a good list. Can I tell you why I'm going to pick Victoria Monet? Yes. Um, they are very, I mean, they're very good at giving people props late. Nas just got his, you know, Grammy last year for Christ's sake, you know? Mm-hmm. And Babyface obviously has a bunch under his belt. For sure. Victoria Monet has been writing songs behind the scenes for a lot of these artists for so, so many years. And she's finally, finally getting her shine. And I just feel like the momentum she's had, she's got all these nominations this year. And she's put out back-to-back Jaguar albums that are phenomenal. So I think Victoria May is going to win it for that reason. But I also want to give a shout out to Emily King because I saw her in 2009 opening mm. for John Legend at the Keller Auditorium, just her and her guitar. And, you know, I followed her work for a bit and I kind of fell off as a fan and I, you know, checked back on her recently. And then I saw when I saw her on this list, it's just it's so dope to see someone that's been doing music that long and she's still yeah. getting recognized for it. I mean, she got to be I mean, she how old she is, too. Yeah, that's fire. She's that's 38. Fire. She 38 right now. And look, her Wikipedia profile picture is from a show in Portland. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. But uh, yeah, yeah, so shout out to her and, you know, just keeping at it and, you know, not giving up. So I, just... I do think uh, to your to your Victoria Monet take, and we'll get, we'll get to a little bit more of her later, but I don't think she'll – I like the album. Mm-hmm. As records said, I spin off the album. Um, but I, I think she's more likely to win for her single for than she is for the album, I was, for all my mom. I was just which we'll that, get to actually. we'll get to that That's category so later. Yeah. Let's I'm write, go I'm writing all these down. I'm looking. I'm looking at was, yeah. yeah. Write them down. Write them down. Take a picture. Screenshot all the <laughs> things. Uh, best progressive R and B album. We have Black since I have a lover. Diddy the album off the grid. Terrace Martin Nova the Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monae. 
and SOS by SZA. Easy call. I said this when that album dropped. This is going to win album of the uh, R&B album of the year without a question. If there's any if there's any category that SZA is no doubt about it going to sweet to going to get, it's off of the album itself because that is a You've been high on that album. You've been high it on that album. It is a masterpiece, bro. <laughs> I don't think I've heard an R&B album so tightly put together than, than that one in a long time. Probably Miseducation, straight up. I, I'll be like, on, it is an unbelievable album. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm going with SZA SOS, but it's because... I initially was going to go with Diddy's album until he Ooh, got all yeah. those allegations that came out today from Cat. I was about to say, I don't he, think the Grammys he, are going to have him so front be, facing anymore on the, the, on the nominations list. If this, did, yeah. So yep. with that, I'm not going with Diddy. I think I'm rolling with you Wild. with the SOS album for progressive R&B album. Who you got, Mo? Um, I'm going to go with the brain of the Grammys because this is a prediction thing and I want to win. So I'm going to go with what I think they're going to do, not what I want. Obviously, I love that SZA album and the Janelle Monae album. I think they're going to give it to Terrace Martin and James Fauntleroy for the same reason they gave it to uh, Robert, Robert Glasper. Glasper. I hear They've you. been honoring like real musicianship lately. It is progressive yeah, album. It's progressive, album. Yeah, for sure. And, and for James sure. Fauntleroy is like one of my that, favorite that was, songwriters That was what I was getting at, too. He's also been a guy behind the scenes forever. Yeah. And, um, you He's know, he already, he already has Grammys for songwriting, but I don't think... To my knowledge, he has one with his name on the actual album. So uh, he's one of my songwriting yeah, that, inspirations as yeah, well. So I, I hope he gets his as well. But uh, that's my pick for that. So. Okay. Best best R&B performance. We got Summer Too Hot by Chris Brown. Back to Love. Robert Glasper featuring Sir and Alex Isley. I See You by Coco Jones. How Does It Make You Feel by Victoria Monet. And Kill Bill by SZA. I'm rolling with I See You by Coco I was, that's Jones. What, that's why I, I got Coco Jones on this one. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I got it. Uh, best R&B performance. Yeah, even yeah. when I get in the mind I of the Grammys, it's that one for Coco me, too. Jones. It's a, and, and the remix with JT was psh, out of here. Yeah, yeah I think, so yeah, good, I so agree. Good, so good. I agree. Okay. Uh, so we bet, all agree on that one. We yes. all agree. ICU right. for the best R&B performance. Best traditional R&B performance, Simple by Babyface featuring Coco Jones. Lucky by Kenyon Dixon. Uh, Hollywood, Victoria Monet featuring Earth, Wind, and Fire. Good morning, PJ Morton featuring Suzanne Carroll and Love Language by SZA. I'm rolling with PJ. I'm rolling with Good Morning by PJ Morton featuring Suzanne Carroll. Oh, this is traditional. This the other one was R&B performance. The, other, the other one was R&B performance. This is best traditional R&B performance where we are right now. Got it. Okay. I'm rolling with uh, PJ Morton, Good Morning featuring Suzanne Carroll. That's a toughie. I love PJ. Uh, and I and I like what they did on that uh, Hollywood song, but I, this one feels like this one feels like ah, you know what tradition. I think I think you're right about. I think I'm gonna have to go PJ. That's a great song. That's a great, great song. song. And traditional, it, it's nice because that you're right. That has been the criticism of the Grammys. That they're like, you're not, you don't stick to the category. They figured it out. And I think they have figured, figured it, out. it out. So I think you're probably on with that one. Yeah, they figured it out. They've had enough too big of artist yeah, shit yeah. on them for them not That's to figure right. it out. PJ. I'm on PJ. You know, I'm going to stand on my own in this one and go for love language. Yeah, I'm not mad at I'm that. Gonna go for, I'm going to go for that one because I, th- I, I think I think I think one of these. I'm not mad at that. I think one of these for the individual performances, I think SZA got to date one of these. 
Like, if it ain't Victoria Monet, it's going to be Scissors Night. It's going to be one of those two. Well, well I know where yeah, she's yeah, going to yeah, take yeah, it on that yeah, one. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's going to lead us right into best R&B song where I am very conflicted because this is a tough list right here. You've got uh, Angel by Holly Bailey. Uh, you have Back to Love. Uh, you have, that's Robert Glasper, Alex, uh, Sir and Alex Isley. You have ICU, Coco Jones, Oh My Mama, Victoria Monet, and Snooze by Scissor. It's, it's Snooze, dog. It's, it's got to be Snooze, man. <laughs> that is such a... Oh, I want to say Oh My Mama so bad, but cut, Snooze but got snooze. me conflicted. Snooze got me confused. <laughs> yeah. That is the cut. Snoo- that is the yeah, cut. It's, I, I can't. it's between either Oh My Mama or Snooze for me. And I mentioned earlier that I think, oh, my mama has to win something. And maybe I think it's uh, maybe like in the general field, oh, my mama, I think is is a record of the year or something to that extent. Yeah, maybe. Um, but damn. Bro, that Which one snooze. are you going for? I, I think I got to go man. snooze. You're both snooze? Yeah, I think I'm going to. snooze, well, man. I'll tell you what. Y'all are snoozing on uh, my girl Coco Jones. I'm going with ICU again on this one because that is one of the most beautiful fucking songs I heard in my life. And, it is. And you it's, got, a good, it, it, it's a tough one. You this gotta is, think, tough, you gotta, this is the toughest category, you gotta I think. think. You got to think, think Grammys. You got to think what the categories are. R&B song. They look for vocals. They look for instrumentation. As great as On My Mama I is. Yeah. Yeah. You think that you think that don't got vocal? I, uh. No, I never said that. I'm saying I see I see you sounds exact. I see you sounds like the Grammys. Body like you too. Yeah, I man. I don't know if that could be beat, champ. I don't know. You know hey, we'll find out. And I know yeah, for sure. And I know, I've been watching the Grammys since I was in sixth grade. They love them songs in three four. And that I see you. That I see you sounds like the Grammys. It's That's elegant. It's regal. I see yo. sparkly dress. I see people in suits and she's gonna have that probably stand up old school mic like that song is I see a, a room full of people so, where you don't even have to sing cause the room is gonna sing it gonna for sing you that song. Yeah. and snooze is that yeah <laughs> snooze right. is you can stand there and not perform it at all wait. and you will have a choir in the audience I can't wait we better we can. We can figure it out. We can figure it out. But I, I gotta go snooze, man. And I really want to go on my mama because that's like I do too. My personal favorite song, probably on R and B this year. Um, we we did already do best R and B album. I will say, um, I do think Maida was snubbed. Um, when I hear your name, her project to me should have definitely been nominated for, I don't care if it's R&B or progressive, however you want to slice and dice mm-hmm. it, from, like you said, sequence, composition, features, Beautiful. Um, top to bottom. That was probably my favorite R&B album this year, and I do not see it for a nomination. So that kind of sucks. Can I say again, how, how the hell does Snow Allegra still not get nominated every year? Crickets? Anybody? I mean, you gotta have hits, bro. That's, that's you that, got hits. Yeah, yeah, I think smash you know, hits. If, if, if I don't, they, no. they didn't have the progressive R and B category until I think last year or two years ago. And when she dropped uh, "Ugg the Fields" again, like yeah. it wasn't a category. And I think I think she needs. They need to you know run it back and give her one of those for that category. No, I I hear you. I'll be honest though. Well, I see you. I'll be honest. <laughs> I went to a Snow Allegra show and I was not impressed. Really. 
I saw her perform live. So did and I. She was beautiful. I, she was beautiful, but the, <laughs> I don't care beautiful. about the performance. She, she didn't sound boring. bad. Yeah, she was a little boring. She was a little, she, her showmanship kind of lost me a little she's bit. She's shy, she's shy. She makes great music. Now, I, I hear you from the music standpoint. But yeah, she's it, real good. She but but, real good. but performance wise, and, I, and, and to be fair, I don't think it was all her. I do think it was part partially mm. the venue didn't. Have their sound all the way was up that the to Keller? speed. Oh, in Portland, Keller, you in don't Portland. say. Dude. I was there too. I yeah, was there. Venues there. in Portland that don't have their sound. It wasn't sound great. Huh, yeah, it wasn't great. It was yeah. at Keller. I, I was heard of the... that, Motaz. What about you? Never. <laughs> never heard of that. Okay. I was at that show. So to be fair, yeah, if that if that feeds into it, but for me, it's just I wanted to be a big fan of hers, and then I went to a show, and I was a little disappointed. Look, I'll man, be honest with you. It's really look, man. It's really hard to be top flight, upper echelon. Guess what? It's I don't care when I'm spending my money. Figure it out to be top flight, upper <laughs> echelon. If I'm paying to come watch you perform, Devon, if not, Devon said, I don't. don't I don't want to hear it. So. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can be critical if I nah, pay for it. Shit, and I so remember, that's that. I remember the sound guy tried to almost ruin uh, the Jasmine Sullivan show at the Roseland. I was I was heated, and then he figured it out later. But it's like how like. Yeah, that's one you can. Yeah. Luckily, destroy, Jasmine yeah. Sullivan's like a powerhouse vocalist. Yeah, so like, she so don't even need a mic. Yeah, exactly. So even if you do try just. to screw up the sound, she's gonna get through it. So, um, let's go to rap now. Best rap performance. We got the Hillbillies by Baby Keem and Kendrick. We got Love Letter by Black Thought, Rich Flex, Drake and Twenty One, Scientists and Engineers, Killer Mike featuring Andre Three Thousand, Future and Aaron Allen Kane, <laughs> and Players by Corla Ray. I'm going with Scientists and Engineers. Yep, me too. <laughs> That's me a too. unanimous one. That Easy song is nuts. I'm going That song is insane. When yeah. you have when you yeah. have three of the best rappers of all time on a track together, and each verse gets better as the song goes along. You just got shitted on lyrically, is what happened. And if you listen, and if you haven't listened to that song, you lift the rock that you're living out from under, <laughs> go outside, touch yeah, a little bit of grass, and go check one. that out. That song is a is, a, a, is a journey. And, and the reason why I'm going for that, and I guess I, I'll just skip ahead to that category because sticking with Killer Mike, he is also nominated for the best rap album. And I'll be honest, man. The album was a little underwhelming it to was, me. It was. It was. It's too long. That song was phenomenal, which is why I think it'll win that. The album was underwhelming to me, but also I am a really, really, really big Run the Jewels guy. Yep. And I feel like the absence, not the absence, because he, I'm sure he helped to, he probably produced some stuff, but it, from like top to bottom, the absence of LP. I think made a little bit of a difference in terms of how I received this Killer Mike album. And so uh, shout out to Killer Mike, who's one of my favorite people in, in the entertainment business. Somebody uh, that I look up I, to in a I, lot of ways. But I think I, I'm more of a Run the Jewels guy than I am a Killer Mike solo album guy. Listen, and I'm gonna that's just say, me. I'm going to say this, and I know that I'm probably, I'm, you know, I'm probably not the dude to say this, but in my, you know, not doesn't matter at all opinion, I think that what Killer Mike was doing on that album, Michael, was going to a place of blackness that LP was just not, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, at some uh, no, point, bro, 
It's like, you know, I, I understand. I understand. This is coming from a white boy. No, I, know, I know when to, to sit outside and smoke a cigarette and just chill. I, I understand you know I mean? the intent behind it, but I don't think Killer Mike has ever had to like diminish his blackness on records no, with LP. No, that's not what I'm and saying. And I think the musicality aspect of this act, uh, this album lacked. I wasn't really a big fan of the production. Hmm. Killer Mike is Killer Mike. He's a phenomenal I lyricist. Love that song, and I do that think, was a yeah, good song. yeah, he had. Yeah, it wasn't a really great. It's song. worth being nominated. Sure. Let's just, like, uh, but for me, it was a little under underwhelming top to bottom as a project and I think the musicality element was the reason why and LP as a producer had a lot to do with that but since Killer Mike is actually a a little bit more difficult of a of a it is category than when you first at first I'm struggling because you got you got her loss Drake in 21 yeah Killer Mike Michael heroes and villains uh, Metro Boomin King's Disease 3 by Nas and Utopia by Travis Scott I think I'm going heroes and villains. Can I can I suggest something to the Grammys if you guys are listening? Uh, can we have a melodic, melodic rap performance album as well? Just like another category for rap, just like how there's two for uh, R&B. Oh, and that's going to be Rod Wave. That, that's, what I'm, it, 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 that's not a thing, right? That's gonna be her, melodic I, I, rap I, album is not a thing, though. Is what I'm saying. Oh, my okay. Like uh, it's a melodic rap performance. We skipped it. Yeah, because well, we'll I because I wanted we'll to just segue yeah, no, I'm just with saying, Killer Mike like, being well, the thing. Like Travis Scott's album should be in a melodic rap album. I agree because yeah, I agree. these are yeah. these, everyone else in here. And same with Metro Boom. Like a lot of these are Nas, Killer Mike, Drake. Those are bars. I, I That's gotta, what rap albums should be about. Bars. I, I think it's gonna be her loss. That's just what I feel, and I wouldn't be mad about that. I wouldn't either. Just because, you know, to, to, to your point, yeah. it's some bars on that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm some bars on that. that album. And that's that's my pick. I think Heroes and Villains is like my really? dark horse sleeper. Yeah. You going for that one? I'm going with Metro Boomin, Heroes and Villains. And by the way, by the way, that album performed really, and I didn't go. But I, I got I knew a lot of people that did, and I got a lot of feedback. And obviously, there was a little bit of a disappointment with the whole Frank Ocean situation. Uh, Metro Boomin won Coachella this year. Oh, yeah, I heard oh, this. Yeah. Me Metro yeah, Boomin won the biggest music too. festival yeah. this year mm-hmm. with this album, obviously, ha- having a role to do with that. And I, I'm not. I'm taking that into account here that he it, actually won that when everybody was really, really disappointed in that festival I'll, I'll because this. Frank Ocean is Frank Ocean. I and think he, that he can disappoint I, I you. I don't have the listen for. Is if there's a producer of the year award, it's Metro. The what what he's done, the projects that he's come out with, and really like he. The cool thing about Metro Boomin is is that he has started, and I think with this album, Heroes and Villains is kind of really exemplary of that. But he has started to take his position in music to a new level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like normally, normally that the 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 sequence of events is like either a rapper it doesn't isn't the greatest of rappers and becomes an excellent producer, or a producer steps from behind the the board and starts rapping. Metro is elevating his his uh, his you know class by just continuing to do what he does at a more interesting and more elevated level, and I think that that. Is something that needs to be noted because he's he's so, he's really a a phenomenal top flight producer. I can I agree, and I and I did some research while you were speaking. There is a producer of the year for non classical music category, and he is in it, along with uh, Jack Antonoff, who does a lot of stuff with Taylor Swift and all them. Uh, D Mile, who 
produced all of Victoria Monet's music, I'm pretty sure, and Lucky Day. He's nominated for producer of the year as well. So it's Hit Boy, Metro Boomin, and Dan Nigro. That's, so yeah. no, it's gotta be. So Metro. he's in, so that, that that's actually or, that's actually a really really tough tips. lineup because yeah. D Miles has been cooking t- yeah, for Lucky Day. Yeah, yeah. He did all the Silk Sonic. He did Victoria Monet. It's gotta be Metro. I, I'm man. going Metro for sure. <laughs> no doubt, he has absolutely crushed yeah. the game. I'm going Metro for sure. So because... rap album, Spence. You said her uh, loss. Her loss for sure. I'm going heroes Pound. and villains. I'm I'm going I'm going with the same reason uh, I'm going for Victoria Monet is uh, the longevity and I think they're going to give Killer Mike one so I'm going to go for Michael on that one. I would not hate that. I wouldn't hate it either. I would agree with it. That's, three was that really is a good great too. album. Too. Really, good. and like <laughs> I said, they gave Nas a shine finally last year. So I think, like I said, it's rare for them to go yeah, back to yeah, back. He's not winning. He's not going to win. Yeah, but so I think it's Killer Mike's time to give it. And you know, Drake. Right. Drake literally says I use my Grammy as a doorstop, so I'm pretty sure like they're not going to give him another doorstop. You know. Um, best rap song. Best rap song. We got "Attention" by Doja Cat. We got "Barbie World" by Nicki Minaj. Ice Spice and Aqua. We got Just Wanna Rock by Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> we got Rich Flex by Drake sorry, and 21 Savage. And we got Scientists and Engineers, Killer Mike, I'm Andre, so Three Stacks, Future, and Aaron Allen Kane. This one is like, yeah, you start this one I don't even don't care necessarily <laughs> because there's a lot of these songs that I don't like, to be honest. Um, but I guess if I had to choose... I would choose. Mm-hmm. Ah, man. You got to choose because that's Doja, what we're doing know, right now. I know, I know. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Y'all might get mad at me. I'm going just want to rock. I was just going to say, it's probably that. I I'm don't like that song, rock. but it's probably yeah, that's, that. That's what I feel is going to win. I'm going. Y'all, I was having a good day. Massive, don't massive, massive I, song, though. I, 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 massive, I'm going just want to rock. To me, it's not even a rap boom, song. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's probably what's going to win. And I'm, I, going, I'm just going to just I'm punt on just this one rock, and say dog. just want to rock. Because that's what I feel like is going to win. I don't think the old heads running this stuff are going to allow that song to win. That song got 17 lyrics in it. And 17 words. Yada, yada. Yeah, that's, that's it. I, I just want to rock. So that's, best raps. It's something in there, though. You said best rap song, right? Yeah. So we're just going to ignore scientists and engineers? I mean, I picked that already. Traditional for, rap uh, performance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, picking, it, I'm picking that one again. So. Yeah, I'm yeah. not mad at that, I'm but I don't that. think it's going to win over Just Want to Rock, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Right? You know what? Yeah. I, I, take it, I, take, I take it back. I Rich think, Flex, I think, has yeah. the best shot. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm, taking, rock. I'm taking Rich Flex for that one, actually, oh, because yeah. I think they're going to give like one. 21. Yeah, one Can you do something for me? Can I get a little Rich Flex? It's between hey. those two. It's between those two. Yeah. And I do feel like Drake. Uh, ooh, I'm going to stick with Just Wanna Rock, though. I'm going to stick with. I think Uzi's going to get him one. I, I think I think I'm going to go Just Wanna Rock. Um, yeah, but, I think but, so too. but Rich Flex is a close second. Um, I'm not like. Uh, what was your expense? I'm going with Just Wanna Rock, yeah. You're going Just Wanna Rock, too? Yeah. That's that's why I feel. I'm not gonna let y'all persuade me. I'm going back to Killer Mike. I think they're gonna go Give him double yeah. up with you him. You think yeah. he's gonna sweep like that? I don't think so. I don't either. Hey man, we'll see. <laughs> they're gonna give him <laughs> one, one somewhere. He'll we'll get one. And it ain't gonna be best rap song. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, don't, I don't think he's we'll sweeping see. it. I, th- I don't think I th- he's. Th- I think they scientists sending... and engineers is my favorite song personally. Wait, well, but it's not. It's not. Let nah. me. What won it last year? Let me check real quick. What? 
Um, while you check that, I'm going the with the heart part five won it last year. They're gonna go, yeah, they're gonna Kendrick, go for the yeah, lyrics, that though. was also coupled with that unbelievable video. video that went yeah, viral. it was different. This is stuff you gotta yeah, consider with the Grammys, video was, unfortunately. Was, was enormous. Um, best melodic rap performance. I actually kind of like this one. I like this one too. Um, sitting on top of the world, Burner Boy featuring 21, <laughs> Attention by Doja Cat, Spin About You. By Drake and Twenty One Savage, All My Life, Dirk and J Cole, and Low by SZA. Is that a rap song? It's best melodic rap performance. Yeah, that's a banger though. It's not gonna win, but that's a good yeah. song. I got I got Doja Cat. She's gonna get one somewhere, and it might as well be this category. I got Burner Boy. Really? I thought about that too. I got sitting on top of the world by Burner Boy. I was having a conversation with my homie who thinks Afro Beats is gonna like surpass hip hop in the next ten years, and I'm like, it. I believe it. It's I don't I don't believe it at all. And I think the also reason passed? why no. I I think the reason why it won't is for this reason right here is because it's gonna it's gonna uh, genre mingle, blend yeah. and it's gonna genre blend with hip hop and it, it that will stunt the overall like growth. Not the growth of the vibe, but the growth of the genre in terms of being able to surpass hip hop without hip hop having like and too heavy of too much of an influence on Afro beats, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going sitting on top of the world, Burner Boy, for best melodic rap performance, which uh, I, I, I think a close second is All My Life, though. That, yeah, I'm, I'm on defense with That's All a My Life. I think a close second is All My Life. That's a great song. I want to go spin about you because the the production on that is beautiful. There's, you know, it's it's melodic, you know, and that means you know you're mainly singing the lyrics. And Drake is singing, rapping most of it, and then uh, Twenty One does his thing on there too. And that that beat is is dope. And it, and I think that song like uh, kind of resonated more with people. All my life, I feel like people thought it was a little bit corny because that's not really what they want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah, from yeah. J Cole. So I'm, I'm gonna go spin about you. That's gonna be my uh, my pick for that one. Okay. What about you, Spence? I got Doja. I, got she's Doja? gonna get one. Okay. It's either yeah. Uh, she's already got enough, doesn't she? <laughs> she's she got plenty. She'd be pissing people off too. I'll tell you where I think, <laughs> and, and I also think Doja. I don't think Doja's gonna get one in that regard because if we go to the general field, I was just looking I at that, bro. I think Doja is in what category is Doja in in the general field here as we look at she's uh, in best solo performance for paint the town Red yeah that's for what pop, i think for pop music that's what i think she's gonna win yeah that song's crazy that song is yeah, bonkers song. <laughs> every time i hear it i like it more hey but, but I feel, I, i'm telling you but that's doja but, dog but you know what though, and but, i don't even okay. like the the sentiment behind it yeah, if you will yeah, but yeah my goodness the song but, is great but see yeah. now the thing about that is the reason why i feel like she's gonna get it elsewhere is because taylor swift is on this list and when taylor swift is on a list yeah you might as well just just kick Ta- taylor swift's gonna get record of the year though with anti-hero yeah well i think yeah uh, i think she'll get record of the year I, and that's where i want all my mama to win personally but i don't think Oh, my mama is gonna win, but I think anti-hero. Um, Are we going to record of the year now? That, yeah, I mean, record well, of the that, year. That's, that's in the general field. So that's just probably worship by John Baptiste. Um, Not strong enough by Boy Genius. Flowers by Miley Cyrus. What was I made for by Billie Eilish? Oh, my mama, Victoria Monet. Vampire Olivia Rodrigo. That's a sleeper. I think that has a shot. Um, anti-hero by Taylor Swift and Kill Bill by SZA. I'm going anti-hero yeah, by Taylor Swift. I, 
against everything I believe in. I'm going to yeah, go that too. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Record of the year you know what? and no, song of the year, no, though. No, nah, screw this. I, I, song I, of the year is the same. She's got the same nomination as Taylor get, Swift. I think it'll get Record of the Year. I'm picking. I, I'm picking on my mama for record of the year because I, I gotta I th- go on I my th- mama I for think, record of the year. I think it's. I think it's personally that's what I want yeah, no, to win. I, want. I think that's here for that though. It, it I, th- I think they're. It won't I know. I know. But song they, of the year though. I think it won't honestly, win. Honestly, I want it to win. Though. I'm trying to speak it to existence, man. Yeah, yeah to, I hear you. It, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. All right. Well, then in that case, song of the year, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Kill Bill. Because oh, that's all, a big we're all time. Going song. Very different here. I like it. I yeah. Like it. Kill Bill for yeah. you. And for you, song and, of the year. And you think uh, for song of the year? Let's go to you, what are the songs? No, no. Uh, your record of the year. My it? record of the year was anti hero. Okay. I'm going to say the same because I think song of the year has to go to that Kill Bill track. That's a big time hit. Right. Record of the year and song. I think song of the year is going to go Vampire Olivia Rodrigo. That's uh, a big song. I think Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo wins song. Song of the year, but wherever you had paint the town red at, hey, pencil me in because yeah. uh, that I definitely is pop going solo to. performance. Yeah, it's got to be that. Spence, your song of the year was Kill Bill. Kill Bill, man, what a damn, those are wow. All right, I'm gonna go with I don't want to pick her, but it's gonna be anti hero. It's Taylor, man. <laughs> Taylor. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. She had she had the craziest year of her life this year, bro. I don't she really do did. She had the craziest, and she's been popping for a long yeah. time. And they're yeah. gonna, they gonna, this yeah. was they're the gonna do it for the ratings to probably have Travis Kelsey give her the damn trophy. Yeah, yep. he'll, he'll be there. He'll, he'll be there. If he ain't in the Super Bowl, if he's not in the Super Bowl, I think it's a week after Super Bowl. Oh, if it's a week after, he might definitely be in the building. He might come with his ring. I like that. They're gonna sit them right in front. I like it. I think it's a good play. It's a good play. Sit right in front. Put the cameras on them all day. Nice we get play, dog. Yeah. It's a nice play. God, I, I That's funny. All right, well, well what I else think we, we got? I think we got everything we care about. Record of the year, album of the year, song of the year, yeah. Oh, best new artist. I mean, I feel like Ice Spice is going to run away with this one, but... Don't, 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 don't. Really, I mean, you know... No, it's Coco. That's, it's, it's, it's Coco Jones. Coco or Victoria. Or Victoria. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like Ice Spice no, is going to get lost. it's Ice Spice. It's Ice Spice. You both think Ice Spice? Definitely. I think, I think... Yeah, I think I she's going to get up there because... Coco and Who knows Victoria what her are two R and B. Who knows what her Coco, I has think, planned. has a better chance than Victoria, but I think it's gonna be Ice Spice. Me too. I Me think. Too. I think uh, you guys should get drug tested after this podcast, and um, it's it not. All, we're not picking what our favorites are. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I know. I, I know. I just think that Ice Spice had a year though. She, she did. Ahead. But and she's probably the biggest like TikTok artist, if yeah. you will. There's too much. There's too much risk. In the Grammys, their Grammys are already getting reamed already. But so for them to pick her over everybody else on this list, it's not going to be a good look for them. So I, I, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. Uh, can you I have two picks on this Jones. one? She, goddamn, she. I spice in her defense, who I think is not a very good rapper. I'll just say that now. Nah. She has at least. <laughs> well, you know, she's gonna she, look great on that, she's on that gonna stage. Look she and and she knows that as soon as it not goes to on Twitter, objectify her, but, but as I soon mean, as it damn. goes on Twitter, everyone's gonna go. You got to see what Ice Spice is wearing on Twitter. Yeah, and gonna for go, sure. Turn on the TV. But Ice also, Spice, no. But bro. also, other than Ice that, Spice, like bro. she, she has done. Her team has done the right things and put her on the right trajectory to cover all of the bases that you need to cover if you're gonna come out swinging. 
She's done a little bit of everything. She's done SNL. She's done commercials. She's done her solo stuff. She's done features that have gotten big. She's really her her team. Her team. Club bangers. She got are 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 putting her all of the right opera. Exactly. I mean, so and so with that, I gotta give her the nod just because she really has worked. I'm giving it to Victoria, best new artist. She's she's paved her way, paid her dues for a long time. I think Coco Jones is too new, too new for best new artist. And uh, she's gonna she's gonna get her shine. She's got a long career ahead of her, but Victoria Monet, it's 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 her year. I just I feel it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. What else we talking about here, Spencer? I mean, there's nothing else that I uh, as far as the Grammys are concerned. Yeah, 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 really yeah. yeah. Moving right along. Moving right along. Um, uh, until until uh, uh, Andre 3000's new album is up for best oh jazz yeah, album of the year. Instrumental, instrumental of album of the year. <laughs> you know I'm going to be oh on that gosh. like white on rights so because listen, I'm hey, so hey man, I, for, first off, I'm a musician and I appreciate it. And yeah. secondly, Andre 3000 is not only like my favorite rapper, but he's like damn near my favorite artist of all time. So like, I'm going to be all the way in no matter what because I'm a sucker for Andre 3000. So I I just can't wait to that to hear. Give that. me some bars, three stacks, <laughs> right? He did on he did. on on Man, scientists you know and what engineers. I'm about. Follow up with more bars, then. You know, you know what I thought of the first he, thing he I saw. Be, he might be plum out of bars, dog. The first <laughs> I think he said the that first today. thought that entered my mind when I saw he was doing a flute album was are that these Dave t- Chappelle? Are, no, well, that, that too. But are these are these kids gonna do like a TikTok dance to it? To, the, to his tracks to make his song blow up because that's kind of like yeah, would be funny. the the way that songs blow up now is that you know they drop an album and I'll they tell you like this regardless of if it's on TikTok Twitter is gonna have they already are on it and yeah. just has some of the funniest memes that I've seen I can't wait to see which song they pick very for t- funny. To, to do dances to it's gonna be he awesome. said there's no beats on it right it's just that little promo video that he did for GQ that was, was tight that was fire he has an interview that dropped as you're listening yesterday you yeah. know so like I you know, I've yet to dig into so it's like you know. What if, looks, what if he's joking? What if he's like, "Yo, no, nah, I, don't I think know, so. I don't think so." Either. I'm being dude. When that, yeah, that dude, has, I've, I literally know. I, I unfortunately didn't catch it myself, but I know people that were like, "Yeah, dude, I was downtown or whatever, and I walked out of a Seven Eleven, and I swear to God, I saw Andre Three Thousand <laughs> playing flute, and I was like, there's no chance." And then it was like everybody was like, "No, no, no, he's actually been doing that." And yeah. I, so. That's just hilarious to me. He's not joking. When you're out there busking for real, I'm just you're ha- not joking, dude. I'm just happy he's happy, man. Like it, as as that's like that's like oh, what you say after a bad yeah, breakup. Yeah, I'm just, man, I'm just no. Happy. I mean, bro, like, like I, you know, I've been look at the oh, face right now. Frap three stacks. Spit a bar. This is a baby step two rapping. Jeez, this is a baby Louise. step two rapping. And him and him and Big Boy, him and Big Boy are still cool too. So oh you, you never know. Gosh, it could happen. Man. Maybe he wanted to get this out of the way. Spit that and then shit, he'll rap. man. And then oh, he'll rap. Hell, I want so him to funny. rap. I don't want to hear him play the flute all album. What are we talking about right now, man? Some good this w- is Andre 3000. Some oh good wine music. And, 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 and for what it's worth, this okay. I'm about to I'm about to get out. I'm about to get far out there now. And Spencer, you like definitely Andre not gonna Flute like what album. I'm about Go to ahead. say. Do it. This to me is a knock against where Andre 3000 ranks oh, you're, in the all-time you're greatest rappers list. Fucking mind, dude. No, I'm sorry, dude. Not, Are you crazy? He's untouchable, dude. He's untouchable, man. He's untouchable in the this top five. Knock. 
This is somebody go somebody go grab a chisel and a hammer and find a nice big mountain. For start one, start putting up the Mount Rushmore rap and add his I with his he goofy He's a ass part of the best first. group. If of he's a he's a part of a nah, top five group no. in hip hop. I don't Bro. think he's a top five artist in hip hop because of the group element. But you just talked about And now oh. and now you want to you want to give us and get us excited <laughs> about a solo album God. and you want to play the flute on the, the, the damn time. I I lo- I'm not knocking his legend, but I'm just saying like if I'm making a greatest all-time rappers list, the fact that all of his music is you essentially did. with the group is a knock to me. And this, I think, could have been a moment where he could have came out with a solo album with rap on it and changed the trajectory of exactly where he stands. He could have arguably became the GOAT if he just put out a quality solo album, which we can never get from a rap standpoint. I'm not knocking his ability to rap. I'm saying if I got to rank him amongst the all-time greats, the fact that he, he doesn't stand alone much matters to me. You remember Brandon Roy? That's, that's a fair point. I it matters to me. But I just can't. I and can't. this was one of the moments where I'm like, oh, we're getting a solo album. When I just see the headline, we're getting a solo album from Andre. Oh, wait, he's playing the flute the whole time because he's scared to rap by himself. <laughs> no. That is scathing. No. That's, wi- that's no. wild. He's that's done, what he, I said. He's oh, done enough to show what he can do. <laughs> I said what I said, bro. All right, all right, all right. It's well, a knock. It's a knock to, to me. That. I just have to table that because that's like I, we won't even talk. What else is there to talk about once you say some shit? Like, I mean, but is it that crazy to say? <laughs> yes, because he, yes. dude, bro, his he, Andre three. The group thousands. is the greatest. Uh, Outcast says a group is the greatest. Andre three thousand can spit the craziest verse ever, but as a standalone artist for a full length project. We've never gotten one. I mean, if you if you don't count the love below, he's always got to be a great feature, or it has to be a great group act. I don't either. It's never Andre just gave us a classic album, solo album of him just just shred shit. It, 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 we I, don't. We I, never got that from Andre. I highly. What's rec- he gonna tell us about what leaves are made out of and shit? No, like, come on, man. Gotta, we don't want to hear what that. Y'all to say gotta go now. listen. Uh, he did a podcast with Rick Rubin like a year or two ago. I remember. And he talks about all this, and he 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 just mentally and his personality traits. He wasn't like into the music industry anymore. It wasn't because he was scared or anything. Like he's shown us enough. Maybe of he was what scared he, of Diddy. <laughs> he, yeah, he's shown us enough of what he could do. Sorry. Yeah, well, too soon. He's a legend. He's a, he's a great, and I think Outkast is the greatest hip hop group ever. But I'm not gonna put Andre 3000 as a top five greatest. Rap artist of all time because I haven't seen him stand alone enough. Mano it's, y mano. It's like when we talk sports. You know, we see an athlete, whether it's basketball or football, you know, Megatron, Brandon Roy, whatever. They get hurt early. We've seen enough of what they could have done, and it's just unfortunate it didn't nah, work but out. It, but that matters, though. The fact that they didn't get it done because maybe health was an issue and they were the, – the, the best ability is availability. Because they were Ooh. unavailable, that's why they ain't – Randy Moss. That's why Megatron ain't Randy Moss. That's why Brandon Roy ain't Steph Curry or however you want to slice and dice it. Kobe. Because they the best availability is available. The best ability is availability. So, so my favorite quote to you is for me, 
Andre 3000 has not been available enough as a standalone act for me to say, does he compliment songs well? Because he's a phenomenal lyricist. He's a phenomenal artist for that matter. He's his just his tone, his wordplay, his everything is great. When he's standing right. alongside somebody else. All right, but what if he's beatboxing but, while he's playing the flute? Does he get a little bit of that hip-hop cred back? <laughs> I'm talking rapping. <laughs> I just can't put it. I, like, I want to. I'm not hating. I want to put him there. I want to put him there. Yeah. But he's making it real hard for me when he's dropping flute albums and shit. God. Well, we'll see. <laughs> he's making it hard for me. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be spinning it Sunday at Mermosa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to find another place to have. Like, well, I'm trying to turn up at Mermosa. I ain't man, to, it's, that, that's my thing, though, man. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really like Andre 3000. I might have came off as a hater, but nah, I come man, off as somebody that's disappointed because same. I've been waiting for the day Andre 3000 just gave us some, just ripped a solo project, top to bottom, oh, just to like put, put, it put it the kids day. to bed. And he won't do it. Yeah, he really. And, and, and it may not be the best thing for his well-being. He probably but should do that. He should. It, I think that would change the dynamic of everything. It might not be the greatest thing for his well-being. But again, I'm a consumer. I'm not really speaking about his well-being. I'm speaking about the art itself. And the reality of it is, standalone, he has not done enough for me. I got a question about to piggyback on this topic. Did y'all see uh, that Drake is dropping Scary Hours at Midnight? Tonight, I, I, yeah, three. He, yeah, yeah he's dropping that. something else Ooh. tonight, and, and so and so is Terrace Martin. He said he's dropping two albums tonight. Too. Yeah, but oh, so so, so what made tonight. me think of the Drake thing is that you're saying you've been waiting for whatever. I've been waiting for Drake to give me a full album of Bars Bars too. So I hope. I, and from the little teaser he put out, that's what I think. This I, that's probably, what I think the, it's gonna the be. The difference, though, I think with Drake is he's gave me enough singles. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Andre but, hasn't even given me that. Andre me, just gives yeah, me yeah, would yeah. not stand. Not, Drake is uh, Drake is not the greatest album maker, but Drake is a hit maker. But I know, and he, he took, can do oh, that standalone. If, yeah, if you, I don't know if Andre three thousand it can be a hit maker standalone. I believe he can. But I don't I, I don't have proof of it. Does yeah. Drake have any perfect albums? No skips? No. Yeah. My favorite. Take care. Take care is perfect. Take care man. is the one it's that has the most beautiful. hits. It's to beautiful. me, his Talk best composed it. album. Nothing was the same. It was nothing was yeah, the that's, same. Yeah. That's his best composed album sure. to me. For but sure. the one with the most hits is Take Care. That's I'm a nothing was the same guy though me personally too. I but, thought that album but for was him. Great. I'm also a big more life guy too. But that's uh, that's not a that's not a perfect album. Yeah. Yeah, no, he doesn't. It's really difficult. Right, so to far do gone that. was was pro, is his best project is up there too. Sure. So far gone, but he doesn't have any top to help. bottom was great. But no, I don't think I think you can you can debate Drake as an album maker, but but still he makes enough hits to where standalone. I know that I can bet on that guy to deliver. I don't know that about Andre three thousand, and I hate that I don't know that because I think I think so. But that's as far as I can tell you because I don't have proof I otherwise. Th I, th I think this. I think this project he's dropping is is honest, and I'm not trying to be funny. I think it's gonna be a baby step into him coming back with rap because I mean, the man has been literally removed. Like he's out in the streets playing flutes, minding his business. So I think, you know, when the, he hasn't. I hope he hasn't done a rollout. He hasn't done interviews, photo, you know, uh, photo shoots, and and in, like he hasn't done this in a long time. And when you haven't done it in a long time. And you're like, you know, he spoke on his like anxiety with the industry. When you haven't done it a long time and you're working your way back to it, like he, he got to see how it goes first. And hopefully people respond and don't tear him up on the internet because I'm sure that will put they him back will. in his cave. They're gonna, but no doubt, yeah. it's the internet. But what everybody, you, you know, everybody's just happy to see the guy because aside from music, he's just a great guy. He's one of the most lovable artists of all time, and and he's 
you know, hopefully this happy. I'm happy him. he's happy. Yeah. All right. You <laughs> <laughs> happy? I'm happy. Hey, man. When he drop a solo <laughs> album after this, I want my apology. Hey, okay? if he did. I, 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 I will. I want to apologize. <laughs> okay. Do it, though. <laughs> he will. Damn. I feel it. <laughs> Fucking flu. Um, the Oakland A's are leaving the Las Vegas, so farewell, <laughs> Oakland. Yeah. Are, is that for real? Yeah, yeah it's for real. Finally, for god real. damn. Well, I mean, real. it's like one of those things where it's just like just just pull the yeah, band off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a I'm a Bay Area guy. I'm an Oakland sports fan by nature. Um, growing up, I was not a San Francisco sports fan. I didn't really. I didn't. A lot of people, if you don't know, just to give you a little bit of uh. Inside baseball about the Bay Area, which is where I grew up, um, there is a divide that's that's a little bit more than just a bridge between Oakland and San Francisco internally. Um, from like I said, just speaking as a Bay Area native, born and raised in the Bay, so on and so forth. Um, there's a divide between the two. I think Oakland feels more responsible for Bay Area culture, if you will. And I think San Francisco feels more responsible for, like, bringing eyes to the Bay Area because it's the bigger city. So they feel they just feel bigger about themselves in San Francisco. But Oakland feels more, like, substantial about themselves, if you will. Um, so there's a divide there. And growing up, for me, I didn't spend a lot of time in San Francisco Oakland was my second home, essentially. I was in Oakland. I grew up in Vallejo. I was born in Berkeley, but I was in Oakland three, four times a week. Whether it was church, I played AAU in Oakland for an Oakland team. Like, I was in Oakland all the time. Um, Again, games, I can probably count on one hand how many San Francisco 49ers and Giants game combined I've been to. I couldn't even begin to count how many Oakland A's, Golden State Warriors, and Oakland Raider games I've been to. I'm just from that side of the bridge more so. And that's the side of the bridge that that I'm more in tune with is the Oakland side. And although I'm sad for the city of Oakland, I'm sad for the memories of like my childhood and all that because I have so many everlasting memories from going to games and attending all of those teams games in Oakland that will no longer be there now that the A's are gone. Obviously the Warriors already went to San Francisco. The Raiders already went to Vegas. Um, It was, it was starting to look real embarrassing how empty, how behind, how um, just not invested, neglected, I think is the word. That's the exact word that the Oakland A's started to become. And at some point, you got to pull the plug on it. And I think we finally have gotten to that point where the plug has been pulled. And I think it's 2028 that the team will be moving to Las Vegas. And Oh, wow. That long? And yeah, that long. Um, I think it was 2028, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I got right here. Yep. Um, Stadium's finished in 2020. Yeah, so you got to wait for the stadium to be built. That that just is what it is. And so, um, while it is unfortunate, I think for Oakland, I think it also became a bit of an embarrassment how bad and how poverty looking of a franchise the Oakland A's became in Major League Baseball. So I don't feel quite as bad as I felt when the Warriors left or when the Raiders left, because this was just, this was just the end of the road for professional sports in Oakland. And uh, again, I hate it because it's something I'll never be able to go back to, but it was time. 
And so here we are. <laughs> the the Oakland A's are going to Las Vegas, and that is sad and unfortunate. I will still continue to be an Oakland A's fan. Uh, then when they become a Las Vegas A's fan, I'll be a Las Oakland A's fan. Do you um, think they're going to change your name? Huh? You think they're going to change your name? I hope not. Nah, you got to keep it's it. It's got to keep the A's. A's is a, the, Vegas. I think the history is an iconic. Yeah, sports, Major yeah. League Baseball especially. Like, the A's itself is iconic just, for sure. Think, so they're just going to keep the same name, same, same colors? Yeah, just like the, the Raiders colors. did. They'll change the colors. Yeah. Just like the Raiders they'll, they'll did. They'll move them around um, a little bit. Yeah. You know, but, but I do think the A's will, will remain. Um, so that's unfortunate. I hate that for, for the town. But uh, it is what it is at this point. My condolences, bro. It's mine as well. <laughs> yeah, man, he's got like 900 championships. I but, know, you know, but I, I think so even more fine. than that, though, even more than that for me, like I used to get mad because because of the reasons that I kind of laid out and mentioned. And then I started looking at my own journey like, well, shit, I ain't moved back to the Bay either. So who am I to be mad at a franchise? <laughs> like, I left before <laughs> and I'm Bay Area yeah, through and yeah, through. Yeah, you know so what I mean? You can't. He'll be, it living, ain't, he'll be living it, in Vegas in four years. It ain't on, it ain't on me and send me. But it's like I started thinking. Thinking about it, like I'm kind of hypocritical because I've been living in Portland for ten years now. What am I doing? Yeah. Um. So that's where I stand with it. That's where I stand with it. Um. Yeah. Like I said, it's unfortunate, but it also the optics looked really, really bad having 500 people in attendance at the game. At least that's what it looked like. Yeah. Um. And it just got it got too out of hand. So. It, it makes the most sense for the team to relocate. And all teams in Vegas are cracking right now. Oh, Even the Vegas Raiders is, have figured Vegas it out. Is lit. I will it's gotta, Vegas. I will say I last last time we were we were on the podcast, I was kind of talking shit about your Raiders there, but it yeah, looks like they're won, turning a corner. Won, yeah, we five hundred right yeah, now. But so? Yeah, you're turning a corner. You guys are turning a corner. That's pretty good. Draymond got five games for rear naked choking Rudy Gobert. That's something that we can get to talk about. Didn't I, I did. tell you? Didn't I tell yeah, you that you was going to happen? But I, but dude, I, I still, I still, I think my point still stands. Is like that was wild. You know, you're you're just not gonna get violence out or like fighting out of basketball. It's just a part of the game, yeah. and I think that the league was a healthier place in terms of adjudicating that type of you know incident before they kind of. I mean, obviously, it's like there's two there's two type there's two eras of the NBA. It's before Malice in the Palace and after Malice in the Palace. So that's an obvious like thing to consider. But I just really think that I'm like you know, I, I just don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't know how much longer the league is going to be able to be like, yeah, we'll just give a guy five games for this type of you know uh, this type of activity because it's like. I don't understand why people don't think five games is like a significant amount of games for a marquee player. If you it will, is, it is, and there's a monetary, a there's a monetary, you know, uh, value that's on that suspension too that is sort of overlooked because these people are hyper millionaires that we're talking about. But yeah. it's like, I just mean that like you have to, like, if you if you this is what I was thinking about it. If you go w- way too far in one direction. And you overcorrect and you over and you overpunish. Yeah. Or if you don't punish enough. Punish enough. Yeah. It, the way that I see it is the inevitable is gonna be the next time that something like that happens, there's nothing really, there's no real other option otherwise. I'm I'm not gonna grab this dude on his neck. I'm just gonna tee off on him. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, because that's what that's what it is anyway. Yeah. 
I've I've been I've been on a basketball courts my entire life, and I've seen a lot of fights, and rarely do I see choking. I see a lot of hands getting thrown around yeah. though, because that's what the nature of that kind of altercation is. And so I just don't know with the way Adam Silver has kind of t- he's just so he doesn't make a decision. You know what I'm saying? He always tries to be like. Oh, let me try to play both sides of it and not make take a firm stance on these types of issues. And I think it goes way further than the violence thing and like just fighting in the NBA. The NBA has an issue where they there's a lot of every time something happens in the NBA involving a player or or front office people whatever, there's always the well the NBA made this decision. This is the 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 route that we took and it's because it doesn't reflect the values of the NBA. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Miles Bridges doesn't reflect the values of the NBA. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who just got booted off the Rockets before they let Porter, G- Porter yeah. before they let th- uh, every team in the Western Conference cannibalize his contract, knowing he's out the door. But no, he's gone because it doesn't reflect the values of the NBA. It's like at some point, if you're Adam Silver, you're going to have to just be like, actually, the fact is, is that it does reflect the values that your organization holds up because this shit permeates through every facet in every stage of your business. So it's like, what do we, you know what I mean? And that to me is just wearing a little bit thin. Obviously this is, to me, this isn't the incident where like, this is where the, the hill everyone's going to die on or where the fight's going to happen. But yeah. I just feel that it, it, we're not too far removed because stuff like that, it's like, yo, because if I, cause it's like this, if if I can, if I can't hit you, and that's gonna, and that's gonna constitute a bigger punishment. If I punch somebody in the face, which I'm sure it would, especially if we saw somebody get knocked out. Mm-hmm. But you can get five games for putting somebody in your rear naked choke, which can kill people, by the way. If that's the case, then there, where if you haven't taken a firm line, the next time if somebody grabs somebody, what would from the behind, firm line be? I think that you would have to start. You would have to be like. Because the problem that the problem with this one is, and the reason why it's even had any sort of like, ooh, I don't know which way to go on it, is because Draymond Green is a repeat offender in the league. That's why people are like, well, he deserves a harsher punishment because X, Y, and Z. And so I think that no, for real, because I think that the line is simply that like, if you're going to continue to say at every turn while women are being abused, while there's sexual assault cases running through your organizations, and you're going to say that this doesn't reflect the values of the NBA. At some point, that shit's gonna catch up with you because it's like, yo, if you if you don't if you don't go, okay, you can't fight if you don't want people to fight in the NBA. But the only thing that you're gonna do is say, well, we'll give you five games and you're gonna lose a quarter, three quarters of a million that's dollars. That's not a lot. That's not a little punishment to me. Though. I understand that, but I'm saying that if you're, it's but it, but it, but if too. you let that continue to just be like this is, just, it, we don't, it doesn't re- reflect us. He's gone for five games. I'll see it in two weeks, Draymond. Oh, yeah. Then it's like, then all you're doing is, is you're just, you're, you're just the pot calling the kettle black. And what you should do if you actually believe that that doesn't reflect your values is you should be like, you have like a three strikes and you're out rule. If you, if you get into uh, you a sounding physical, like the police, I, no, I, no, I, I, I understand I, that. I, I, I don't agree with bro. Yeah. Keep in mind, I don't agree with that, yeah, but for that's, sure. that's just what the NBA has positioned. But I don't want the to NBA be. to become the police. That's but, why I think that, no, no, but, that, no, but I'm saying, that's why I think that it should go back to just allowing a little bit of fighting. Okay. I do. Um, I think he took it easy on Gobert too. I think if I think if it was like a Grayson Allen that did that to Clay, I think it would have been lights out. I for just him. I, I think, just say I you should dude, allow a little bit of fighting because it's a part of the game anyway. I, I don't think it's a t- I think the suspension. Like I think yes. <laughs> I think it was excessive what Draymond Green did. Yes, I do think 
dragging him from half court to the baseline and a wild, choke wild boy maneuver. It's a little wild. I <laughs> think the intent behind it does matter, though. And the intent behind sure. it was Rudy Gobert, while Clay Thompson was in the middle of a scuffle with Gobert's teammate, instead of Go- Gobert going to grab his own teammate, he went and grabbed Clay Thompson, which in turn made Clay Thompson very vulnerable to get fucked up. Yep. So 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 to me, it's more of a situation as to where like people are are looking at it as oh Draymond's a repeat offender for doing excessive stuff, but usually it's more of a mano a mano situation with Draymond when he is being excessive and not really like oh he was unprovoked or oh um you know he was in a situation where. He didn't start it, but he just kind of finished it as the enforcer of his team. And basketball etiquette is you're supposed to have your teammates back. Yep. And he yep. was on the court. He did not come off the bench, which you you would get suspended for a game if you come off the bench while a fight is happening, thanks to Malice in the Palace. He was on the court, and his teammate, who was already in the middle of an altercation, got grabbed by Rudy Gobert and ultimately was put in a very – if me and you are going ones and Motaz is your best friend and Motaz lives by the code of, hey, y'all going ones, y'all do y'all fair ones like men, and, and we can get through it. But Motaz, for whatever reason, has some kind of feeling that, A, I may be getting the best of you, or B, you just ain't quite getting the best of me. And then Motaz comes to grab me. Now you have all action to come put it on All me. bets are off. All bets are off. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, I don't look at this as a repeat offender situation for Draymond from the standpoint of it wasn't a mano-a-mano or a one-on-one altercation between Draymond and another person. There were other people involved, and Draymond's teammate was put in a very vulnerable position ultimately. He just was the one. He was the finisher. And because we're used to him being excessive in other areas of – his career, we can point to other moments of his career where he was excessive. We look at it as him being a, a repeat offender, and I don't look at it this, <clears throat> at the same because I think the intent was completely different this time around. It was just an interesting way he went about it to get a player off of his his boy. You know, like you didn't like to go for the chokehold. I mean, it's, I, I think it's a natural movement in in a in a violent. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think it was that far Honestly. removed. I don't think it was that far removed from how like it was the upper was, body area was, that yeah, Gobert exactly. grabbed yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay. That yeah, is a key distinction. Gobert, I don't think it was that far removed from no. how Gobert grabbed but just, Clay. But I mean, just I mean, not not trying to like really you know defend my point because it doesn't really matter. But it's like I mean, in my opinion, it's like well, none of this would have happened if it's like you we're watching Jaden McDaniels and Clay Thompson grab on each other, ripping each other's jerseys. Okay, just blow the whistle and be like, 10 seconds, gentlemen. Let's let Clay piece Jade McDaniels up but, for a but, second. But what happened? Well. Gobert stepped in, uh, sure. which in turn. It triggered everything. Triggered everything. I agree with you. One-on-one, Clay and McDaniels, let's, y'all let's, both get teed up. Or even if y'all both get ejected for the game, don't fine. come back this game, no suspension, moving right along. Sure. But once Gobert grabbed Clay. Yeah. That changed the dynamic of now, everything did he in get that suspended incident. Too? No, yeah, Gobert continued to play. He, he didn't get ejected. Yeah, that's what, he that's played wrong. the remainder yeah. of the game. He didn't get suspended. That, so that was the most. It's like I, I, I'm not so 
Matt, like when people were like, oh, 10 games, 20 games. I'm like, no, no, no. This was not the same thing. Yeah, and he didn't swing. This and was not the different. same. This was not the same thing as stomping on Sabonis or firing on Jordan Poole. Like I said, those were more so like one-on-one incidents. Yeah. His teammate was put in a very vulnerable position. He did what to anybody would have done. Really hurt. He would so anybody would have done I, that. I'm not, and he didn't throw a punch. Nope. Like exactly, he, didn't he, he followed the rules <laughs> that the NBA is like. Ever because everybody knows you could do a lot in a physical encounter on the. On now, the did court. it look crazy based on this picture, Motes? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> did it look like Melvin did uh, Jody on Baby Boy? Absolutely. Did, did it look like Debo did Craig when he put him to sleep on Friday? Yep. Absolutely. All, all of that I- I exists. All of that. Does the picture? Does the still shot look? Absolutely crazy. Was he in his ear chilling? Why he had him in the headlock? Yes, he was. But Rudy Gobert's eyes behind it to me popped out a little different. You know what else is crazy? That still photo is ridiculous. Everybody, everybody involved in that got fined twenty five thousand. Then Draymond got fined seven hundred sixty nine thousand nine hundred seventy dollars. Well, that's what he'll lose because he won't be able to play. He don't. He won't get paid for the games. That's just what he got. Well, he, well, for the games, he you get suspended without pay. Yeah, so that's the amount of money. Huh? Gonna, but Clay and them, that's their fine. Or is that's, that's the, the that's the twenty five thousand is their fine. Yeah, okay. for getting that's ejected an odd number. Okay, that makes the, sense. In the next Draymond's case. losing that amount of money because he's he will get suspended without pay. Not allowed to be in the building during game time, even. So it's yeah, like, really it's suspended yeah, when you yeah, spend. You, you can't yeah, you be. Can't. You can't be there. Yeah, yeah. You can't sit on the bench. Nope. You like none of that. When you're suspended, you cannot attend That's the games. So well, good thing it happened now, not like in the playoffs. Right? Bring fighting back to the NBA just a little, <laughs> just a little bit. Spence just wants hockey. Just NBA. a little bit. <laughs> hey man, y'all pull up to the to the remix game today, man. I'm just to remind y'all. I know we talked about. I'm gonna it be with you in spirit, there, bro. You're but, gonna uh, kill it, man. It, I yeah, can't wait. It, it'll be a good time, I, man. I'm, I'm excited to be game. a part of history, man. It'll yeah. be great. It'll I, be great. I, we're we're gonna watch the game, man. You and me, we're gonna watch this game. I'm gonna come check it out. It's gonna be tight. It'll be fine. We're gonna put you. You gonna wear a suit? You got an official remix? I'm wearing a suit. I'm wearing a suit. All right, suit. I'm, I'm wearing a suit. I am. Are we going to hear some more uh, fire one-liners like you had during the Vikings oh, games? Oh, that's, oh that that's comes with the territory per- of me perfect. being on the call. Perfect. Yeah, that, that comes with the territory. I think I, I was I was honestly happy because I got to do color on Sunday. <laughs> oh, I yeah. was the analyst on Sunday for Portland State, which is a position I hold. But, like, the first game is always the hardest game, whether it be play-by-play, analyst, whatever. I don't care how long you've been doing it. Like, the first game is usually the toughest, and then – the training wheels come off, and then you're just rolling yeah. from there. So for me, being able to do color for Portland State on Sunday was a real good tune-up to where I, I, I believe I'm, I'm coming in hot. Unless the game calls for something otherwise, for me not to come in hot, the plan is well, to come they in look hot. Pretty good, they're two and one and right now. So there might they might mess around and blow teams out like that because they. Well, they beat the Lakers both times they played them. But the difference is though, it's not just so much about how they look. It's it's the turnover of the rosters yeah, because they got players that are fluctuating wow. between the remix and the Blazers now, which was the intent of bringing a G League team here anyway. Like it's guys like you know Chris Murray who is towing the line of being a rotational piece in the NBA or not being not there. being there. You know what I'm saying? Like, let him be able to get minutes. Now, now, Reed, 
I think he's, he's about on. to stick. He's, he's on. on. <laughs> with Robert Williams the third going Reed out, Reed is, had he's on. his his first game of the season with the remix. He went for thirty seven and ten. They called him Ooh. right up. I went to the game yeah. last night. He had sixteen he had on six of game. eight shooting in three quarters. Yeah. He had a really good game. Player of the game. Yeah, he fact. had a really good game. Like he had a really. Good I game. think he's going. I don't foresee once, him coming back to the remix to, anytime at, soon. Which is the whole point of the yeah. of the league, and, and, and you know, that's great. He's an interesting piece too because. I really do feel like once he can shoot it once he can like, once he figures out how to move that big big frame around the court and get himself in a position you know timing wise I think he's going to be an absolute problem. Yeah, I think he's going to be, be a tough tough he's out be for real. He's going to be for real. But no, nah, that's what I'm excited about is to like like I'm super excited for Malachi Smith who's been balling from the point guard position. I watched Malachi Smith, and, and I mean, if you listen to the podcast and you'll just get a sneak peek of some of what I'll, I'll obviously mention during the game as well. But um, I watched Malachi Smith at the PK tournament last year, and it was the Portland State game. They played against Portland State, who, again, I'm the analyst for. And he got off in that game. He had like 23 points, like 75% from the field, which sounds crazy even though it was just in one game. But he also shot upwards of 50% from the field and from three for the entirety of the season last year in his final season at Gonzaga. Problem was he came off the bench. He averaged a little under nine points a game. But now I think that efficiency, that playmaking ability, that's a little bit harder sometimes to thrive in when you're playing in more of a system, which college basketball more so tends to be, especially one of the greatest systems in the country as far as college basketball is concerned. With Gonzaga under the leadership of Mark Few, um, I think the difference when you get to the professional level is the talent pool is a little bit more gift-based. And so you kind of thrive off your gifts and being able to be put in the right situations based on the gifts that you have rather than just knowing and understanding how to thrive and pick up on a system real well and being able to kind of operate in unison and what the ultimate goal is for that system to accomplish. I think he's now in a position where in the first three games he's averaging 19 points a game because his playmaking ability exceeds systemic action if you will out there and because he's playing professional ball where the talent pool is much better and everybody's gifted and it's not as system based and it's more situation based he's he's going to thrive as a pro and, and he's already coming out with a bang here in his rookie season so I, I'm excited for him and to be able to kind of see him continue to go to work and uh yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's fun for the city. It's fun for the community. It's fun for the league at large. It's fun for the G League. And I think the Blazers of all organizations who have compl- who have clearly committed to a rebuild, this was a huge asset to them being able to have some success in being able to rebuild, whether it's guys that they want to keep around long-term or be able to create into assets to get something in return during the rebuild process it's a little bit easier to do that with guys that are out there actually playing basketball, even though it may not be for the Portland Trail Blazers itself. And it may be they're going back and forth between the Blazers and the G League, but they're getting their reps and they're and they're playing ball essentially, real game like competition. So I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. about it. And where can the people watch on TV? Fox twelve. Fox twelve, if you're here in Oregon, and uh you can go to NBAGLeague.com. 
and check out the game on the stream on the website. It's a YouTube link essentially that that you will be sent to. Um, but yeah, if you're here in Oregon, Fox 12, there will be some games that'll be broadcasted on ESPN Plus and Tubi this year as well. If you have any of those apps. When those games come around, of course, we will let you know right here on the podcast. But in terms of this weekend, if you're here locally, Fox 12 Oregon, Fox 12 Plus, tune in or NBAGleague.com. Catch, get the YouTube link, catch the game on YouTube, and it'll be a vibe, man. Witness history. I'm going a, I'm to a DVR it so I can uh, watch it later and hear your, uh, hear your calls, man. There you go. There yeah. you go. I'm here for it all. I'm here for it all. I'm literally going to be stealing shit you say and then saying it next to you at Pacific. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. On that note, we're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and go win. <laughs>